White Bright Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I am your host, Bobby Adcock. Episode 42. It is the CFB DFS week for Night Slate. A nice seven-game board. Sadly, we have to say goodbye to the likes of Houston Baptist and Abilene Christian Football and get more of the big boys on the slate. So uh, I know I had my fun and a lot of ups and downs with uh, those <laughs> two schools um, trying to speculate. But um, let's jump in. Seven-game board starting now. <laughs> All right, welcome in, one and all, for a little nice slate action. We got a nice board of normal-type games, and let's just start with FSU at Miami. Uh, Miami minus 11 over under 1, or 1, 53 and a half. <laughs> so we have one game of the Mike Norvell era to go off of, and I think I'm just going to say I'm out on FSU besides Tamarian Terry at wide receiver. Um, Deshaun Corbin, way overpriced at running back. Uh, can't trust that workload that he's splitting with, with Damian Webb. And maybe at 4,100 he has a little value. But um, either way, I just saw one game. And overall, James Black and just, uh, Blackman, just it, he's not very good. So um, I don't really want to be part of this offense for this slate. And I'm just going to move on to Miami, which I think is pretty straightforward. Derek King at quarterback, Cameron Harris. Uh, Brevin Jordan are the go-to guys. Jordan, solid value, 5,900. Seems to be King's uh, number one uh, receiver, even though he's at tight end. But he's kind of, you know, he kind of operates as that OW offensive weapon. So um, if you want to roll out Jalen Knighton as the backup running back at 4,100, feel free, but uh, not sure he'll be breaking off another 75-yard touchdown anytime soon. Don't have much else to say here, so let's just go to the next game where I think it gets more interesting. It is Bama at Missouri. The SEC speed is back. Bama minus 29 over under of 56. That sort of game script suggests Missouri might not score a point. But let's start with Bama, where I think there's the more interesting part for this slate, and it is Mac Jones is named the starter. We saw a little bit of him last year after two got hurt. Um, the games were at Auburn in their bowl game, and he was competent. Um, he, he really lit up that U of M Don Brown defense. And just let's take a timeout for a second. And uh, if you've been reading or listening to me at all, you know I'm a Michigan State fan. And by definition, I get to loathe Michigan. Um, and I think... Is Kirk Herbstreet or uh, what's it, Gus Johnson, are they under contractual obligation when they refer to Michigan's defense just to call it by a Don Brown defense? And every time they play anyone with a pulse, it gets lit up. It's just, it's unbelievable. I've never heard a defense coordinator name mentioned so much and done nothing. <laughs> One nothing. It's just, it's amazing. So, all right, got that off my chest. And uh, look, Jones, in those two games, again, it was at Auburn and in the bowl game against Michigan, was had a 7-2 TD interception ratio, 65% completion percentage. And just look, he just looked confident. He was able to get the ball to all the athletes at receiver that Alabama has, which we're going to talk about. Najee Harris at running back, obviously, uh, he's good. His price would suggest that. So feel free to deploy him. The wide receiver candidates um, with value. So we know about... Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, those are the de facto wide receiver 1, 1A. Well, 
pick whatever one you want. I, we'll see which one separates for themselves as, a, as maybe a top target in that offense, but I would probably um, lean towards Devontae Smith. So, uh, But the other ones with value that look to step up and have roles this season are John Mechie the third, Slade Bolden, and Xavier Williams. Listen, they're all good, highly recruited athletes. They are at Alabama. So <laughs> obviously I have no idea um, and have no strong opinion about who my favorite one is here. They're all uh, very talented, very good young guys. I'm sure they all uh, have the ability to get value, but those are the guys you want to look at as far as speculating on who the more intermediary price level guys could be the value in this game. And um, yeah, let's uh, that's it. Let's move on. And as far as Missouri goes, maybe Damon Hazleton at wide receiver or Jalen Knox, but that's it. Just uh, like like Larry Roundtree at running back too, but um, just. The matchup, the game script, again, this, this line suggests maybe one, may, maybe two scores. So I'm just out there. Let's go to Vandy at Texas A&M, where I think it gets really interesting here. And um, maybe a little sneaky dart throw play here. Texas A&M minus 30 and a half over under 46. So you can just do the math there and uh, tell you all you need to know about Vanderbilt. Goes without saying, but I think we're out um, on Vandy altogether. So let's focus on AM. Spiller, Isaiah, running back, AM everywhere. What I think is really interesting about AM more than um, Spiller in general is Aeneas Smith has been converted to running back. He was a true freshman wide receiver last year. And um, I think there's value here in his price. I think he's maybe there around 4,500. I think they'll both play. Uh, and I think he'll get plenty of touches, maybe 10 to 15. And he's a really uh, game-breaker guy. So is Spiller. I mean, I think if they get just those amount of touches, like 10 to 15, they can do a lot of damage. And this is certainly a good matchup for that. So, um, yeah, I think I, I would have some lines. I might play both of these guys because considering the uh, matchup they have. So uh, what I want to talk about, though, really what I think is really interesting, in the dart throw department at wide receiver for the Aggies, there's been – a lot of opt-outs um, and a lot of injuries. And there's a five-star recruit, Demon Demas, who is a bare minimum 3K price. And this is one where, look, if you're into speculating like I am and kind of gambling, so to speak, um, this is one where I think makes sense. Look, I have no idea if he's going to play. Everything I've read about the guy suggests that uh, he has a ton of talent. And the fact that they moved Aeneas Smith, the running back, I think tells you that they probably feel pretty good about it and they're making room for others. So, uh, hey, just something to consider. Demon Demas, 3K minimum. And then um, Jalen Preston at tight end and Jalen Wattemeyer, probably the top options. Sorry, Jalen Preston, wide receiver, tight end, Jalen Wattemeyer, probably the top options for Kellen Mann um, starting out the season at in the passing game. Okay, let's go on to Kansas at Baylor. This was a postponed game from a few weeks ago. Baylor is a 17 and a half point favorite over under 61. I think both John Lovett and Tristan Ebner could have value at running back, but it's a tough to know uh, how each will be used. And it's really just a guess as far as, you know, goal line work and who's going to get the touchdowns. Um, so I think you can play them. I think it can work, but 
you're really kind of guessing here, and I think I'm just going to shop elsewhere. I, I hate going into those situations and um, seeing, you know, hey, I got love it, and then all of a sudden Evener's on a goal line, you're just like, well, okay, great. Um, it's just kind of, it's a disappointing feeling. It's, it's a tough, tough to go through. Right? Really, really tough. Um, so, uh, look, I, I prefer to guess at wide receiver, and that's where I think uh, Josh Fleeks makes some sense here at 4,300. I don't think that price will last. I think he's going to be probably a number, maybe two receiver in this offense, maybe 1A, in fact, to Tyquan Thornton, who is probably the de facto wide receiver one with Denzel Mims gone. Um, he's poised to have a huge season. That is Thornton with uh, the absence of Mims now off of the pros. And if you recall last year, Mims was just such a huge target of Charlie Brewers that um, if he's in that role, he could have some huge games. So, uh, definitely his price would suggest so. So um, let's move on. I think RJ Sneed in that wide receiver um, group also is he's more of a possession guy last year. So I think he might be a little overpriced. And I would I would prefer Fleeks if I had to pick one. I think he's just um, the better value here. So um, on to Kansas, out on KU for this week besides Puka, I think. Uh, I need to see the QB situation for at least one week to kind of invest here. Steven Robinson Jr. and Andrew Parchment at receiver both proved last season they are capable of having big games. Uh, some good value, I think, with, with Parchment at 4,700. But again, I kind of want to see, uh, maybe maybe a wait and see, you know, kind of like we talked about for the day slate. So um, that's all of my thoughts there for that game. Let's go to NC State at Va Tech. Va Tech minus 6.5, over under 56. Need to see a little bit more here from NC State QB Bailey Hockman before I blow any money on any Wolfpack wide receiver besides tight end Kerry Angeline, Ricky Person, Zonovan Knight, Jordan Houston show in the backfield for the Wolfpack. Uh, pretty even split, really, in, the, in their one game we saw of them, and it was uh, like a week ago against Wake. And um, overall, 37 carries for 250 yards between the trio. And again, Kind of like Baylor, a, a, a bit of a guessing game. I think Person's probably the guy you want, but uh, it, it's going to be tough week to week. Kind of need to see more of it play out. On the Vatex side, straightforward here. Uh, Trey Turner, wide receivers, the guy you probably want. Uh, don't really feel like paying for uh, the quarterback name. What is, uh, well, forget it. I, I don't. I don't think maybe he's worth a price. Kind of looking at this total in this game, looks like a, more of a bit of an uglier game low scoring so i don't know if i want to pay for him at running back we have raheem blackshear and khalil herbert both transfers blackshear is my favorite because of his versatility um he was at Rutgers before and he was pretty much the only notable thing about Rutgers football when he was there and he was just used all over the place receiver running back a lot of versatility he's going to catch passes and they're doing the same thing with him yeah, all, all reports indicate with uh, the Virginia Tech offense. So he's the guy I would choose, but maybe shop elsewhere in general or just maybe see how this plays out for at least one week. And that's my thoughts on that game. Let's go to two games left. Troy at BYU. BYU is minus 14.5, over under 58.5. Tough to draw any conclusions from a 55-3 dub over Navy for BYU. Uh, both. Lapini Katoa and Tyler Aguirre. Uh, very ev evenly split carries early on when the game was in question. And uh, I think the only receiver I mentioned is 
Gunnar Romney, who I, I was looking at these, this uh, box score too, and I saw backup QB was Baylor Romney, and um, I thought, oh, these must be Mitt Romney's kids. They have to be, right? Uh, I did not, I did not verify that, but it has to be BYU, Utah, the whole thing. Um, look, they're all fairly priced, so even though I think you could get really productive days here, I don't know how much value there is. Um, it can still work; they can still pay off huge, but they're uh, the DK has these guys priced where they should be, so uh, gotta give them a little credit there. Uh, that's kind of it for for Baylor. Pretty straightforward there, I think. On the Troy side, maybe Khalil McLean at wide receiver, 4,800. Charles Strong, um, he gets a share of the backfield touches at 3,900. Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. It just looks like a tough matchup here for Troy. And, um, yeah, just out on that offense for the most part. And then our last game, where I think we have another uh, solid dart throw candidate, Tennessee, South Carolina. Tennessee's minus four over under a 44 and in the backfield for the Volunteers, it's Eric Gray and Ty Chandler. My choice would be Eric Gray because of his versatility. His receiving line last year was 13-115-1. And, and he did not really play a whole lot up until the, towards the end of the season. So a lot of those numbers are from the last four or five games. And that's where he came on huge in the final two games. Uh, one was against Bandy, I think, in their season finale. A line of 25, 246, and 3 that he dropped on them. And then in the bowl game, had 14 for 86 and one touchdown there. Also added two catches for 34 yards. So um, he's the younger guy who came on really strong. I think he's going to be the lead back. It's a little bit of speculation there. I, you know, probably be, uh, you know, 60 40 share either way. But um, I would choose Gray if I had to pick one. And then we go on to the receivers with Marcus Callaway and Juwan Jennings gone. Now Josh Josh Palmer uh, seems to be the de facto wide receiver one, and he's fairly priced as well. He's at 6,200. Um, I think he'll be fine, but Tennessee just not really that explosive an offense uh, to pay for that price. I'm not sure I want to go that route. The one guy I'm interested in who I did a little reading about was Jalen Hyatt, also bare minimum price among that Demond Demas. Uh, Texas A&M receiver, and he's expected by many to be playing immediately and have an impact. So, um, look, they got a lot of space to fill at receiver with Callaway and Jennings gone, like I said, and uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him on the field and catch a pass or two, and who knows? Uh, seems to be really highly recruited, really highly thought of. Maybe he can take it to the house, make a big play, but bottom line is it's, it's the price. It's the way you can just fill out a lineup and that's and have that kind of bagel-proof guy where you know, hey, I'm going to get something from him, and he cost me nothing. So I always like to kind of focus on maybe one or two guys like that to fill out my lineup. So that would be, I think, a good target there. And then on the South Carolina side, Kevin Harris named the running back, starting running back, to Deshaun Fenwick. Uh, this is a wait and see for me. I don't really trust it either way. Uh, I just want to see it play out. I think also there's a possible QB rotation here. I think Colin Hill's a starter, but just hard to know. There's just so much new going on in this offense. And uh, the really only guy that I think I'm interested in at all is She Smith at 5,600. He showed that he is capable of having some huge games as well last season. So um, I think he's some solid solid value at, uh, again, 5,600 there. And then uh, Nick Muse at tight end. Reliable, three to five catch floor guy. He's at 3,900. Maybe, you know, I, there's something to consider. And uh, yeah, 
that would be it. There are my thoughts. Good luck to you. Hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next time.